All right. Good morning to the very first virtual Collaboration Code radio podcast. Welcome uh, to my home office. Uh, I'm very excited to have everyone here. Uh, Collaboration Code Radio. Uh, we're bringing together the San Diego coding and tech community, and I'm your host, Chelsea Kaufman, the CEO of Learn Academy. I am really excited about this episode because it is the very first time that we have current students on the podcast. So you get to listen and hear from their perspective as they are like actually going through the course um, as we speak. Uh, in fact, we're recording this fairly early in the morning uh, so that they can run off uh, to their stand-up at nine o'clock this morning. Um, so I wanna welcome um, my three guests today. Um, I have Andy Isaac. Is that right? Kinda. Isaacs. 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 <laughs> no worries. I didn't have that part where we could like rehearse your name right beforehand. So I apologize if I just... No worries. Mess them all up. <laughs> uh, and then we have Chi Lee. How's it going? Welcome. And then we have Rudy Becker. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, so I want to start off by just giving you guys an opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, I want to spend most of the time talking about the class because you guys are like in it right now. Um, but uh, I, I do, <laughs> I do want to give people just a little bit of your background, um, probably just a little bit of like where you came from before and maybe the decision to kind of go into coding and come to learn and just a little bit. Uh, Andy, you want to start us off? Sure, yeah. So let's talk about a little bit of the background. Well, my parents first met. I'm kidding. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's go. Uh, yeah, my background actually has been in the tech industry for a long time. Um, it, it really did kind of start with my dad. He, you know, first taught me my ABCs on a DOS computer. He brought one home one day. So it was like not even an operating system for the most part. It was just terminal. And I had the, if I wanted to play any video games, I had to type out the commands and get going from there. Uh, he's been always kind of techie himself. In fact, he's kind of built like arcade games, stuff like that. And he brought me onto that and I started building arcade games with him and such. So I've kind of always been in the tech industry. A little more recent of the background would be I work for a couple different startups. Um, I was uh, executive vice president for one company where I actually worked as the director of web design. So I built some websites there been doing that quite a bit, but I've always been kind of working mostly as a project manager or product manager. So what brought me to learn was one, my wife got a job here in San Diego. So we got to move to San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. When we found out about that, we were like, San Diego. Yes, absolutely. Of course. I don't care where else we're living. Let's do that. Um, so yeah, when we, when we came to San Diego, I wanted to round out my skills. I wanted to find out a little bit more what it's like to be a developer itself, uh, do the harder stuff versus just managing the talent. I wanted to be the talent at some point. So I found out about Learn. Um, I found out a couple of different options in the area, but Learn was the only one that I saw like success with, even to the point where like businesses were contacting and like leaving reviews even and saying that they love their students, like that they hire directly from the alumni. And I was like, what? You don't hear about that. That's insane. So that's what got me into Learn and why I started doing it in the first place. Cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Chief. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't have as big of a technical background before. Um, going into college, I started to transition into it and my major became um, a communication major, but it was for new media and technology, which it was a new route of college, which they focused on UX UI, but it wasn't in particular like, hey, this is your major. You're going to go in coding, none of it. So it was a UI UX focus of design. So then I did that coming out of it, um, looking around for UX UI jobs, but then life happened and needed money. So then I got an offer to go work in great old North Dakota, nice and cold. Ooh. It was, it was a blast. And then, uh, worked in the oil field there for about a year and a half and, Throughout that, I transitioned up and worked with technology more on the technology side. And I worked with a lot of programmers, and they're just like, you're really good at this problem-solving thing. Every time we have an issue, like, why don't you become a programmer? I'm just like, huh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, let's do it. 
And then my girlfriend at the time uh, lives in San Diego as well. So then why not go to San Diego? <laughs> so now I'm in San Diego and this is why I'm here. I'm here at the boot camp. Love it. Cool. With the beach right behind you. With the beach. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Rudy. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely classify myself very much so in the kind of coding newbie category. Um, I graduated from the University of Michigan um, with a bachelor's in sociology uh, shortly after I served in the U.S. Peace Corps uh, in Costa Rica, in the jungles of Costa Rica for about two and a half years uh, doing community development work. Um, after that, I uh, then kind of continued my interest in, in the international realm and got a master's degree in international education at George Washington University. And have really been working for the last 10 years on international exchange programs for uh, private companies, high schools, embassies uh, around the world, uh, kind of focused on cultural diplomacy and global citizenship learning. And that kind of really brought me to San Diego where I continued that work in international education, uh, facilitating high school exchange programs uh, throughout South America, Costa Rica and Hawaii. And um, I kind of really kind of got after 10 years in the industry, I kind of got out what I wanted to get out of it. I felt I uh, was uh, very, very happy and, and had a great, great experience. And Really what brought me into coding was uh, my brother. Uh, he is a, um, he actually did a boot camp back when boot camps were really starting up. And uh, really ever since then, his, his career and career satisfaction has flourished really exponentially. And I was like, hey, I got, I got to get a part of that as well. So uh, I kind of really looked at, I was in, happened to be in San Diego, a beautiful place and did my research and found Learn Academy and really um, was at, really after speaking with Hillary at Learn Academy, uh, really convinced me uh, tremendously uh, to really try this experience out. And, and here I am, and I'm, I'm loving every moment of it. Cool. I love how the three of you have such different like paths, right? It's like, that's really cool to kind of, I think it showcases the cohorts in, in general, that like, there's always such a widespread of talents and backgrounds and People are always asking me, what is the typical student like? I'm like, ah, there is not one. <laughs> That's what I love about it, though. We always have a bunch of different variety of people, and everyone just is so great together. For sure, yeah. And that you get to learn kind of from each other because you're at different, like, different stages or, or that you're interested in different things and things like that. I dig it. Definitely. Cool. So you guys all kind of touched on, you know, how you got into or interested in coding. Do you, can you remember a, a point where the code got really exciting to you? That it wasn't necessarily the job transition, but the craft itself, like maybe a project or something that you were working on that really kind of spoke and you were like, oh, this is why I want to do it. Like this is, is exciting to me. Yeah, can, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Chi, you want to go ahead? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I know the first time it really excited me is honestly during the the Kickstart weekend. Um, during oh, that Kickstart weekend when they were like, yeah, you're actually going to be creating like a little tiny game. I was like, ooh, that sounds exciting. And then actually getting down to, I think it was that Saturday where we did the JavaScript and we were able to actually start to implement the game logic when that started happening i was like ooh, like just kind of like coding away i remember like feeling that in the zone moment of just like coding i was like hey you should take a break i was like oh yeah it's been a few hours yeah let's do that <laughs> but that part of like that logic hit me and i was just like this is really fun like this is pretty awesome that's cool it's a treasure hunt game that's what it was yeah, it was during Jumpstart, right? Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I would, I would also have to agree with uh, Chi. Um, I'm, I, one of the whole reasons why I joined the boot camp was really to get that push, to get that structure, to get that motivation from your peers. And for me as well, was from the Jumpstart weekend uh, where I was able to walk away from that weekend with a finished web, full finished website, um, a GitHub account, um, and solid 
pretty solid foundational knowledge of three uh, languages, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And that was just truly incredible to be in that classroom setting, uh, to work with my peers, interact with the instructors. It was a complete game changer for me and uh, really solidified my true interest in coding and, and wanting to develop that more tremendously. Cool. Do you guys have any, um, you know, as you were doing research and things like that for boot camps, do you have any advice for somebody who's kind of in that stage? Like, what should they look for? Where should they go to like get get information? Yeah, I, I can speak to that one quite a bit. Um, my my search in a boot camp was pretty quick. Um, when I first, I mean, first you know, you Google it, right? You, you Google boot camps in the area. Oh, wow, great. So you're going to get a couple different results out there, but how do you like figure out which one's the right one? Honestly, and I, I've told some people this, and I think the best way you can do it is to search Reddit, actually. I went on Reddit because oh, yeah. I found people giving honest reviews on this. Like <clears throat> some people were on there and they were saying, yes, I went to this other one, right? Uh, this other extension program. And they felt like they didn't get much out of it. You know, it'd been several months since they left it and they still didn't have a job, what have you, or they felt like they just weren't getting much out of their training in it. And then in the same breath, they would actually talk about Learn Academy. That's actually how I found out about Learn Academy in the first place. And they said, yeah, my buddy went to Learn Academy. They had a great job. In fact, they got hired before they even graduated. Uh, they felt like they really learned something like it's just that's that's the best way in my opinion to do it because you start getting more peer reviews and less formal kind of a review necessarily like you'd find like say google you know or you know yelp and what have you right. um and that's what got me there so that, that would be like my one tip that's awesome i i have heard of a few students using reddit i think that yeah i i think what's interesting is that all of us that are running the boot camps we of course are biased like we all think our boot camp is the best. That's, that's the why we're doing it. Um, and so, I, yeah, I think the more that you can get in touch with like people that went through it and are honest and can tell you about their experience is the best. That's awesome. Great tip. Andy, Chi, do you have anything to add? Oh, sorry, Rudy, G. <laughs> I, I think as well, you really need to also gauge um, your boot camps um, engagement in the community. Uh, Learn is very much seen as a central, you know, focal uh, part of the San Diego kind of startup, San Diego tech community with the, the meetups that they run, just the sheer location of being in downtown San Diego next to Petco Park. Um, and they're, they're just really just very well embedded in the community as opposed to kind of some satellite boot camp school that may or may not host something, you know, once every six months, you know, truly uh, learn is fully embedded in the community, has an incredible online presence. Um, and that gives you, of course, a lot of faith um, and, and, you know, and knowledge that you're entering a very healthy and, and, and fruitful and, um, um, you know, productive community for sure. And me personally, like looking into, like when I did my research, I obviously looked for the area, but then like, I went into a lot of different websites of each one um, going into each one. It's just like, who's more real kind of like you look for it and like learn Academy seemed like those people that were just real to you. Um, I actually did like a test reach out to almost, there was like five different coat like boot camps that I looked into that. I was like, okay, this might be it. So I'd reach out to someone on there and like, which one was easier to find a, hey, reach me kind of button. And I remember learn, it like stuck out to me because it like popped up little Hillary message in the corner, like <laughs> <laughs> pops up. It's like, hi, like if you need anything, like message me here. And then sure did. And then within a really short amount of time, Hillary messaged back and I was just like, oh, that was quick. I thought it'd be like a spam mail that like they get and just maybe they'll get to it eventually within the week. Right. So that was my, really cool to see. My favorite part is when people like then meet Hillary. Like she, she really is answering those like messages. <laughs> it's uh, like, oh, you're not a robot. <laughs> right, right. My favorite is every once in a while she'll get like a relative or somebody that will like reach out to her. And, uh, or, or my favorite was when we first started, when we first launched the little uh, ask, asking bot that like uh, students would, that were in the class, like two doors down from her, would like reach out and be like, "How's your day going?" <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, 
So for sure. Yeah, I think that the only thing, like the thing I would add is the other place to reach out to alumni is on LinkedIn. Like we've had a lot of students that, you know, find the alumni, go ask them questions, you know, it's away from the organization. That's for any, like any boot camp, any school you're, you're researching, like is a good way to like get real responses from people. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. If I could follow up with one more thing too, if you don't yeah. mind, one of the things that made me choose Learn Academy as well was I did contact some of the other boot camps, and it felt like I was walking into a used car sales lot every time. And Learn Academy was the only one that was just like, hey, you actually like coding? Do you want to do this? Like, that's cool. Tell me a little bit why you want to be a coder versus like, oh yeah, come on. Yeah, you want to be a coder. Let's just do it. Let's go for it. Like Learn Academy was trying to make sure that I was a good fit for it to begin with. And on top of that, making sure that I'd have a good experience while doing it, that I'd get something out of it. So that, that spoke volumes to me in comparison to the other boot camps that were out there. Definitely. Cool. That's good to hear. Um... Awesome. Well, okay, let's dive into because I really want to hear about um, how things are going. Um, that so let's just start out. You guys are, are are having probably the most unique learn experience uh, that we've ever had. Probably like as most of the world is having very unique experiences right now. Um, but let's go back to like that first day that maybe even just the first week and what was it like, you know, walking into the building that first day, you know, meeting the rest of the staff, meeting the rest of your cohort. How are you feeling? What things stuck out to you on those, those first few days? Chief, why don't you start? Yeah, I'll start. <laughs> um, I remember first day walking in, it wasn't as bad. So because of the kickstart weekend for me personally, um, that kind of like, already formed some like friendship of like people that you paired program with so it's like oh you have those little tiny connections so it's like you're not walking into a brand new open environment essentially so that was kind of cool but it's always it was really quiet I remember how quiet it was like people were kind of like tiptoeing around the room kind of quiet and it was just kind of insane like oh no like this is going to be so weird and awkward. And it was just like, those thoughts run through your head. And it's like the first day after completing the first day, I remember my head just being like, whoa, like it seriously worked today. And then after that first week, it was like, all right, my brain really, really worked. Like you kind of have that, like, it's a new feeling. If you haven't had the feeling of like studying a lot and just learning a bunch, then it's just like, it goes numb almost, but in a good way of like, it's growing. <laughs> but I remember that first, the end of the first week, it was, oh my, am I going to be able to do this kind of feeling? But it was just like, but like, this is so great at the same time. Like, I know I'm learning so much. <laughs> yeah. I, see, I see you nodding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I feel him on that quite a bit. It was, um, so I didn't do the jump start. I didn't have the opportunity to do that. When I first signed up for Learn, it was like two days later was when the cohort started. So it was like, oh, wow, okay, gotta go. Um, so I didn't have that. So I spent a lot of time like doing some basic fundamentals prior to it. But to speak to that, like the first day walking in, I was super nervous, extremely nervous. Like, I don't know why I was so nervous. Honestly, looking back on it, it was like, oh, this is gonna be fine. Um, but the end of the first day, I'd say like when I first went into it, the first couple hours, I was like, Oh no, did I make a mistake? Oh geez. I'm not smart enough. Oh man. But by the end of first day, maybe even second day, I felt like, Oh, these are my people. Like, here we are. Like, this is good. Like we're learning something now. Like it's extremely fast paced, which was made me really hesitant at times. I was like, Oh geez, I'm not, maybe I'm not getting this. And then I kind of took a poll of the people that I knew in the room. I was like, are, are, are you having a hard time? <laughs> and they're like yeah this is tough I'm like okay good I'm not just stupid good 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 excellent this is how it's supposed to be and then it just over time it kind of got a little bit and a little bit easier so by the time it was the end of the first week it was like just like she said it was like oh man I'm using my I'm using the the number one muscle a lot and it feels worked absolutely so yeah I at first it was like did I make a mistake and then it was like I have definitely not made a mistake this is actually really good for me it was great. So yeah, yeah I, I definitely second him. I think that that first week, not only are you like learning new things that you haven't done, but you're also 
you know, most of us have not been in a learning environment where you're in a classroom for eight hours a day. <clears throat> that that's a really different, that's a different experience than, you know, we haven't done that since grade school, which exactly I, a few of us have been out um, for a little bit. I was homeschooled my entire life. So oh for me, yeah. it was like classroom, what? People, <laughs> what? <laughs> like it was all around a weird thing. Obviously, you know, being my age now, I'd work with people. So of course sure. I know what it's like to work in a room with people. But for me, it was like, oh, okay. How do I take notes? Got it. Right. <laughs> so you it was do. a really strange one. You have to learn all those things again and like get your brain back into okay this is because it's a boot camp because it happened so quickly you have to like get those habits and build those up pretty quick yeah rudy do you have anything to add yeah i think i definitely echo what uh chi and andy said i think for me as well um the surroundings really played a lot for me uh felt like you know like you're in this kind of industrial design area like classroom we're in Union co-work, kind of in downtown San Diego. Like beautiful, gorgeous windows. You know, you know, Mac workstations everywhere. You have kombucha on tap. You have unlimited coffee. You you really feel like you landed at Facebook or like Google or something like that. So, like Chelsea, you were saying, it is eight hours a day, but it's a super comfortable environment. There's a couch. Um, there's you know plenty of space to walk around. Plenty of space to get lunch. Um, uh, so you really feel you like from day one, you really feel like you're, you're a pretty accomplished developer, even you know, you haven't written your first line of code yet. Um, but, uh, you know, really, you know, we're, we're getting that hybridized experience, but you know, it's a really beautiful, uh, kind of learning environment that, uh, learn has in San Diego. Cool. Uh, so I don't know if I've ever, I probably haven't told you guys this story, but when we, when we first started getting our classrooms set up that we actually hired uh, theater set designers to come in and help us with the space. And we sat down and, uh, you know, talked to them about like how we wanted it to feel. And we're like, we want it to feel like they're not gonna leave from their, the classroom is gonna feel so much like it's gonna feel when they're working in a, a dev environment. So we need to figure out how to make a classroom feel that way. And, and they helped us a lot with um, the, the different, elements of that but I, I always thought that that was it was a really fun experience to kind of go through get that <laughs> yeah it worked it worked it's a great it's a beautiful environment yeah. for sure it worked. <laughs> cool so you guys are now you're in week 11 you are in the middle of your group projects um looking back so in week seven uh, we uh, had a big curveball, right? Well, the entire world uh, had a giant curveball. Um, we decided to take the cohort remote. Um, it was before they put in the, the, all the restrictions here in San Diego, but we wanted to do it early enough that we could kind of make the transition as smooth as possible for you guys. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that day? I remember coming in and well, I just had come from a big meeting with the whole staff about like, okay, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Um, and then coming in and wanting to, you know, talk to you guys and, and walk you through that process. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Who wants to go first? Thanks, Aridoff. Geez, start us off. Yeah. Um, actually throughout the times, me and Mr. Andy over here, uh, we became good friends. So we've already been, hang out on the side, like just on the weekends and whatnot. And we saw this kind of coming and we were kind of talking. I remember talking about it. Like it was what that Sunday, me and you were talking about it just briefly. And we we're like, something's going to happen. Like yeah. it's going to happen. Everyone, like his wife went remote. Uh, my girlfriend was going remote and I was just like, yeah, everyone's going remote. I was like, Oh no, are we going remote kind of thing? And I was like, okay, probably by the end of this week, we'll probably be remote. And then Monday hits, uh, then the numbers doubled up. I remember we were doing something, just looking at statistics of like the maps. Yeah, I was showing COVID you the map on that. Yeah, you were showing me the yeah. map of COVID-19. And then I remember it doubled up. I was like, oh, wow, that was really fast. Like within a refresh, like we were looking, looking, it was the same numbers we refreshed and it was just like, doubled we're like 
oh, that's not good. And then it was that very next day where you came in, Rob came in, like everyone was there. It was like, uh oh, here it goes. Like they're dropping news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we did the same thing that like Rob and I that weekend, we actually thought going into the week that it would be by the end of the week that we would go remote. But then once everything started happening Monday morning, we were like, nope, we're doing this now. We got to We got to move fast. It was definitely an emotional day. Um, not so much of like, oh, this really sucks for us, but more of a, oh, this is real. Like now it's really hitting all of us. Like this is like a real moment of like, hey, we're in a pandemic. Like this is a thing. This is real life right now. Like people are going crazy and it was just emotional. But like, I feel like our community of our classroom, our cohort kind of like made it better. Like if I heard this news by myself, would have probably been devastating kind of thing but like we all kind of had each other yeah yeah definitely I, I think um I remember I was talking to the Chi that or that day around lunch before you guys had come in and I was like I would not be surprised if maybe by the end of the day even today after watching the numbers jump in a refresh we were like oh, maybe by the end of the day even I thought for sure it would be the end of the week by all means but by end of the day is like and then it happens and it's like i definitely remember the feeling of like oh no <laughs> i love coming into this place <laughs> that set design worked <laughs> like, I, I loved it what about my kombucha <laughs> what about my coffee though what about my morning routine and it definitely felt a little sad but i wasn't worried truly though like, yes, it was that feeling of this is real, like, wow, the COVID-19 being real. But as far as my concern over my, my education that I was, you know, there for in the first place being damaged at all, I, I was like, it's a tech industry job. You know, it's just, we're in the tech industry. We're made for this. Like, this is what we do. This is okay. This is the easiest thing we can transition to. So it wasn't too sad. It was just very much like a more about COVID-19 being crazy. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I definitely had full faith um, in uh, you know the leadership team at Learn, of course, and they can't. You guys presented a really great plan for us in front of the whole classroom, and you know we were we were working in front of the computers, you know, eight hours a day. Anyways, we just needed to push it online. Um, obviously, <laughs> um, you're definitely missing that in-person um, kind of like high five or 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 you know uh, uh, or, or no lunch walk to lunch. Um, with, a, with a new friend, but um, you know, we're definitely uh, doing really well transitioning and um, yeah, learning a lot still. That's great. I, I think that that was the thing, and I probably said this that day, that the thing that was the most concerning for me is that I learned that the collaboration, the camaraderie of the class <clears throat> is, is one of the most important things uh, that helps you learn, that helps you like feel like a member of the community as you're making a really big transition. And I was really concerned about not being able to do, like, how do you do that online? So we spent most of Monday, like trying to figure out what that is. I was on the phone with like, um, you know, Adam Cubby from Zeal, like, hey, you guys are remote. How do you do it? Like, how do you make people feel like a part of the team? Um, and, you know, I, I remember that Tuesday morning when we all came on um, for stand-up that morning, all on our computers in our houses, watching you guys like share your lives with each other was, I like, I had to, you know, step away afterwards and have a little moment because it was so amazing to watch you guys still connect with each other. That it, it was that moment that I was like, oh, it's still gonna work. Like this is still like we're still seeing each other. We're still engaging with each other, and and we're still gonna get that part of it. And it was that stand up that made me feel like okay, there's gonna be bumps. We're gonna figure things out. We're gonna have to navigate all these new technologies, but you're still gonna be able to connect with each other, and you get to see each other's pets and family members. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, that that's, is always that's the best part. That's the best part right there. <laughs> yeah. Show me your puppy. Show me your cat, please. Yeah. yeah. Do you, Andy, do you have anything that was like surprising to you that, that first week oh. or even later? 
yeah, the my commute went down significantly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was surprisingly, no. Um, it wasn't too surprising. Honestly, for me, it wasn't that surprising. In the previous job that I had, I was, I'd been working remote already for about two years. So for me, it was like, okay, I, I've been doing this remote. And then I had a couple months of not doing things remote. I was coming into an office and then we're right back to remote. So to me, it was just like, okay, sure. Let's just go do this. Like, no problem. Um, surprising for me though, I think is, I, I have to agree that that feeling of community being there still, I mean, it's kind of hard. Like, yes, I can see your faces and all that, but I'm, I'm looking at a screen. I'm looking at a computer and that can be, you know, a little tough, but surprising to me was how quick all of us found different ways to make sure we stayed in contact with one another and to continue to collaborate even outside the classroom. So normally, like maybe some of us would spend some time in the morning beforehand talking about code before the classroom would open up and maybe would stick around for a couple hours after. And we all still found ways of doing that, even though the Zoom room wasn't open, like we'd open up Discord or we'd talk on Slack or we'd call each other and we'd still be doing the exact same thing. But, you know, but with social distancing applied and it was just really cool. Like, I think that was the most surprising part is to see the resilience of that still. Yeah, I agree. That's great. Chi, did you have anything that stood out to you? Um, I, the thing that like stood out to me is like how well you guys organized it, honestly, from a chaotic <laughs> situation and how well we transitioned. I feel like this was part of the program. Like, okay, this is week seven. Now you're going to go remote, like now to learn remote technologies for your life. Like I thought it was kind of great. Like when I heard it, like I remember thinking, instantly like this is bad but then to like rethink about it like no we're just going remote like remote work is actually really popular i have a lot of friends in consulting that do a lot of tech like remote work all the time i'm like this is actually pretty normal and then to think even more to it i still do contract work for the oil field and that's 100 percent remote since i'm in san diego and they're in north dakota so like it wasn't a huge shock to me, but how fast you guys set everything up from admin side and how like well it, everything has worked. I mean, all the systems you guys set up already, like Slack channels, um, our GitHub classroom, like everything was so structured already that this transition really wasn't that hard for us as students, I'd say. Yeah, that was something that I think we leaned into that we were like, this is, this is a skill, especially now, that's going to be really useful. So, like, how can we add that to your your resumes and the things that you're learning to be better remote developers? For sure. Agreed. What about you, Rudy? Yeah, I I, I, I very much echo everything that's been said already. For sure. I mean, you know, for better or worse, I think really for better, the the, the what what's really happened in the world recently was pushing everyone to more remote work. Um, and this is this is going to be the new normal uh, with remote work, and it already kind of existed very much so in the tech industry, uh, the the adaptation of of working remote. Um, but I, you know, we're we're definitely looking at the glass, you know, full, half full, um, in terms of learning this new skill set of being able to you know work remotely, which is a crucial skill, especially in the tech industry. And um, you know, we we already like our. Our Git flow is super on point right now, which is incredible, which we really probably wouldn't be using as much necessarily, but we're doing that in overdrive right now, which is, you know, top five skill that a, a new developer should have. And we're really developing that skill in spades. So it's, it's been good. It's been really good. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a learning curve for us as well. Cause we, I, I mean, we weren't a remote company, you know, and so from, our perspective also from the administrative part, we had to like figure out that part also, like how do we as a team work together? And, and you know, so it was kind of this weird balance of like making sure you guys are okay. And then also, wait a second, we have this whole business we have to run too. Um, so yeah, but we did like leaned into a lot of the tools that we knew um, developers were using and we we're really fortunate to have a lot of really great um, companies and what was really exciting to me was that you know as we were going into um, the internship process uh, and bringing internship companies in to present to you guys and things like that we did have 
um, some drop off of some, a couple of companies that had said, yeah, we're going to do it. And then, you know, all this stuff happened. And it was mostly the ones that weren't working remote before and were all of a sudden working remote that were like, I don't think we can take interns right now. But what was exciting was that we then, there were all these other companies that were open to uh, remote work that we hadn't worked with before that was really exciting to kind of bring them on. Um, and so you guys are kind of, um, it, I, I think kind of in the holding pattern at this point, waiting to find out where you're gonna go on your internships. Um, can you guys tell me a little bit about that process? Like it, it the interviewing with companies and you, you had to do it all virtually, all remote. Um, and, and for those of you listening, just to give you a background with our students, everyone gets to interview with three or four different companies. Um, and then you're ranking the companies, companies are ranking students, and we kind of do a, a final matching at the end. Um, and then everyone is, uh, gets an internship at the end of the program. Um, so you guys have finished your interviews. You're waiting for us to get our butts in gear to like figure out uh, where everyone's going. <laughs> Which I think I have a meeting maybe later today. I don't know. Um, anyway, it'll be soon. I promise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, can you guys talk about the interview process maybe? Yeah, I can, I can hint on that a little bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, Brian is fantastic. The career services manager and he has really, uh, he, he, you know, brought us along and has been honest with us every step of the way, kind of with the, uh, he really likes to present to us kind of the final list of internships at the very, very best moment in time when he knows all of them are confirmed. And um, we've had the uh, pre presentations by the internships uh, through Zoom, which have been fantastic. We've had really about half hour, hour long uh, conversations with representatives from the inter all, all the different internships. I think at the end of the day, what was it like 10 to 15 companies yeah. uh, pitched to us? I think it was was like 12 or 13 uh, companies ended up pitching to us and uh, which was really super, super cool, super fun to get to know uh, different people, different, uh, it's a wide variety of uh, companies in the field. Some working with virtual reality, some working in extreme sports, others working with electronic e-vehicles. It's like a, you know, if, you, if, you, if, if your interest isn't satisfied, then you have some very esoteric interests, but yeah, we have a lot of, a lot of, uh, a wide variety of internship opportunities. And I think what was really great for us was that we had an, at the end of the day, we interviewed five times. We had five opportunities to intern, to interview with companies, which is I think more than normal. Um, so we had five, in, five tech interviews under our belt, which is incredible experience. That's great. What did it, uh, Andy, can you tell me about what did it, feel like to do interviews? Have you done interviews virtually before? Oh yeah, I've, I've done some interviews virtually. I've, one or two maybe here or there. Uh, I think yeah. the only, my, my last couple of remote jobs, yes, absolutely. Um, but this was a lot more back to back to back to back, which, you know, to say that is like the very first interview I was shaking. I was, I was you know, I was scared. I was full of uh, anxiety, sure. But by the yeah. time my second or third interview happened, it was like, oh, this is fine. They just can't see me from the waist down. That's okay. <laughs> like this is everything fine now, right? Um, like there's there's nothing to this. This is totally fine. We're just having a conversation. You know, that's yeah. it's totally normal. Um, yeah. So like I had that experience in the past. Having more of this experience, and I think that was one of the great things I I truly enjoy about Learn is that like, not only do you get like good coding experience, but you're getting this real life experience too. Like you have to enter, like you have to interview every time, like you know, to get a job. And now I'm getting this in rapid succession where I can hone in my skills in my interviews every time. So yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it was a cool experience and I definitely recommend it for everybody. Cause like that, that you don't get that every day. Like you may apply for a hundred jobs and hear back from three of them sometimes, right. which means you only get those three interview experiences versus here. I got four or five of them. That's amazing. In one week. That's great. You know, a little nerve wracking, a little tiring, but it's really, really good experience and training. So yeah, I loved it. I, I think it was great. Yeah. Chi, what was your experience with virtual interviews? I think they went really well. Um, it's definitely still nerve wracking. <clears throat> that part doesn't go away. Uh, just like 
you think it's not nerve wracking until you're in that like zoom pre-meeting before your meeting, like the lobby essentially. And you're like, Oh crap, I'm interviewing. All right. They're like, good thing I prepared for this though. Like, Honestly, we have a saying in our class, in our cohort, is in Brian we trust. And in Brian we trust. It's true. <laughs> because, like, he has taught us so much just from, like, that first week of virtual. Um, yeah. He's kind of gave us the key to the kingdom, essentially. Uh, he g- gave us everything from all of our what you need to know. Um, think about what you want to say for, like, your experiences and whatnot. Just, like, those come in handy when you're like, oh, what is this question asking me? And then you think back to it and it's like, oh, okay, actually, we've talked about this. I've thought about this. And it was kind of great. The only, like, negative thing I have about, like, the virtual is my very last interview on Friday. And it was just, like, towards the end of the day, for some reason, the other person's internet connection, the interviewee, he was like, my internet might drop out on me. I'm like, okay, no biggie, no biggie. Five seconds later, it's a second lag between every word he says. But like, I just asked him, I was like, can you just slow down your questions? Not because I don't understand you, but like, because physically I can't understand you. (laughs) And like, we made it work. I mean, it took a little longer, but it was one of those like, this is okay. We're in the tech industry. We will figure this out. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Are you guys excited to find out? Yeah. I got excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For my wait. top choices, I definitely am excited. Cool. That's great. Yeah, I, I think that this is, um, you know, you're, you're kind of in that limbo, right? Where you, you've done all your parts, we got to do our part, and then uh, everyone's going to find out, I think, later this week. I'm not going to say when because Brian will get mad at me. Um, <laughs> But I love, I've never heard anyone say it in Brian We Trust. I love that. <laughs> IBWT. Yep. <laughs> that's what it means. Our rally cry, yeah. yeah. That's oh what it is. Gosh. We spam yeah. it in the Zoom chat every time we see them. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I think that the, you know, we've always put in a lot of thought and process into the career services into the internship that practical experience and real life experience is so important to to any kind of job transition that like you need you can learn as many skills as you want but until you're like really you know putting them to work um you know you haven't really tested all the things that you've learned that's truly one of the greatest differentiators and and really bonuses of the learn experience is the internship I think, you know, no other program, as, as I know, almost even in Southern California, very few have that internship component. And that is the complete game changer and differentiator and, 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 and turbo boost to your starting career <laughs> to have that, um, you know, as a line item in your LinkedIn that you've already interned at a tech company to really further kind of rocket your career. So it's, it's, it's completely incredible experience. I agree. Like, that was one of the main reasons I chose learn over a lot of them was because of the internship factor. Um, And on top of that, you get a career service management, essentially. That is amazing. For life. Yeah. It was definitely like an added bonus kind of situation where you're like, Oh, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And it's really rare that you find that. Because even in college, I mean, yeah, you have like a counselor, but they are nowhere near Brian's like expertise and his commitment to us. And that's just amazing. Yeah. We have to make sure that he he, like really listens to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool. So uh, you guys are in, you're in your group projects. um, And can you talk about, so the group projects is like the part of the curriculum where we kind of let you guys go and like build this thing here are your requirements here are the things we need you to do but we want you to kind of take the lead on that can you talk about maybe the like virtual experience of that oh sure yeah yeah definitely it's it's uh it's interesting so i i've worked virtual on stuff like this before but i've never done it where we have to collaborate so closely on this um 
we've figured out some really cool ways of going about it where it's like, okay, so we have the classroom. Normally we'd be sitting there we have like pair programming or we'd have, you know, mob programming, which everyone's huddled around one computer. We're figuring things out. Maybe somebody's on their side laptop with this. We all have our own individual computers, but we'll do something where it's like, for instance, in our group, we're actually all in the same group right now. And one of us will be driving while the rest of us are navigating, looking up issues, trying to figure it out. Uh, if there's a problem that we're running into, the rest of us will be navigating. We kind of trade off from there. We go to like, okay, for the first 30 minutes to 40 minutes, maybe uh, one of us will drive and do most of the coding while listening to everybody else and making sure that we're, you know, staying on track. And then we hand it off to somebody else. And we found ways of doing that where either each one of us is making sure that we're doing our Git flow really well. Uh, in fact, we are doing that where we all have the exact same files on our computer. You know, one of us finishes driving, we send it up to Git, the other one pulls it down, right? So that's every hour we essentially have a nice solid, hey, let's Git pull this, make sure right. we're all on the same page at all times. Exactly. And then there's another way that we found that we do it too, which Zoom actually has this built into it. You're able to take control of somebody else's computer. So it's just like being in the classroom where it's like, okay, I'm just handing the keyboard off. It's still the same computer, but I'm going to hand the keyboard off to you. You take care of this part. I'm going to start navigating on my side computer or my other screen that I have. Um, so that's been really, really cool and really helpful. Um, there's been some snags here and there, but like once you get that figured out that like that actual routine down, especially GitFlow, you, you really don't run into many issues whatsoever. It's just like in the classroom. It's been pretty solid for us in my experience so far. I, I can't really speak for the other people in the cohort, how they're doing, but for us, it's been awesome, actually. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's a really interesting point that I hadn't really thought about, that when we would do the group projects in person, that we would often end up with more conflicts, merge conflicts, because people aren't doing what you guys are doing, because you have to, um, because you're not necessarily like in the same room. Um, that's really interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. We're definitely also flexing the group collaboration tools tremendously as well, as all as always. Um, you know, we're 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 using Trello for sure to kind of manage our kind of agile workflow, which we had a incredible kind of uh, almost two hour long conversation with Adam Cuppy about agile workflow, and we're implementing that uh, to a T with our Trello boards. And, um, you know, in addition, maybe if you were in person, you'd be drawing kind of wireframes on a piece of paper. Um, but we are using, um, you know, an online, online program called Figma to develop our wireframes and edit those as we, as we pivot those as, as things evolve. So, you know, there's so many resources out there online that sometimes you get to use, sometimes you don't get to use, but now we truly need to use them and, and master them, um, which has been a real added bonus. Cool. I agree. We've just been able to find a lot more collaborative technologies to use. Yeah. Like Figma, for example, that's awesome for the fact that like you can have everyone on one screen, but it only allows two editors, but then you can comment as you're like a viewer essentially of like everything that's live. So as the wireframe's going up live, you talk about something, you're like over here and you like move your mouse to like, Hey, this is where I'm looking at. It's kind of cool. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, well, we're going to wrap this up a little bit, but I wanted to ask the three of you for any advice for somebody kind of looking into the program. There's a lot of, um, because we're virtual right now, um, any thoughts on, um, you know, what it's like being a part of a virtual classroom and any benefits and things like that? Yeah, I can start on that. Um, there definitely are benefits. Um, benefits of commuting. I mm -hmm. had like an hour long commute before and Ooh. now I don't. It wasn't because I live far away, but it was just, it was downtown. It was just easier not to drive my car. So I decided to take the, the trolley, which takes 45 minutes, surprisingly, even though it's a 15 minute drive. So that's definitely an advantage in something that I liked a lot. Um, on top of that, it's just like, you get to be in your own comfort zone. So you kind of create where you want to be, even though the classroom was amazing. It's just like, sometimes it's nice to just be in your space, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. It, it's, it's allowed quite a few, 
it's allowed a little bit more freedom and less me feeling bad about taking a break, like taking that quick two, three minute break to be able to like stand up, walk away, grab a coffee, grab some water. You know, I can't necessarily leave my apartment thanks to the stay home, <laughs> shelter home thing, but it is still, uh, I, there's a lot more freedom to it, which also means, you know, I get to dress a little bit, dress down a little bit more into my PJ sometimes, which is fine <laughs> and really cool, you know, um, which is a lot more comfortable. Plus I get to work at my own workstation, which is extremely beneficial. I feel like versus a workstation that somebody else has been working at for a while. Um, you know, I don't have to move the mouse back to the way I like it or my keyboard back to the way I like it. I stand up, I go back to my computer in the morning and it's exactly where I left it with my mess, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is really good, which I love. I, I love it. Um, you know, it's not that messy. It actually looks great right now. I got I got a big shout out to my wife and I doing that. The other day we were like, we are done with this looking terrible. It's going to look great. But any advice that I would give is when, if, if you're going into this and it's remote, reach out and speak to everybody. Absolutely talk to everybody. Like if you can hit us up on LinkedIn, talk to us real quick. If you haven't signed up yet, or if you have signed up already and you're going into it, make sure that you talk to absolutely everybody in your cohort, build that community, build that little network right there. Because these are the people that you're going to be able to lean on if you're having a hard time or you're just not getting it sometimes. I, that was the most beneficial part about being in the classroom and what we were able to take with us is these, you know, I had this relationship with Rudy. I had this relationship with Chi where if I don't get something, I know they're my go-tos like immediately and they'll talk me through it or they'll help me out and they know they can do the same thing with me. So again, that, that is the biggest piece of advice I could ever offer is like, just build that community with your cohort and some of the alumni. We're here too for you. <laughs> like some of those are us that will be there at some point. We're, I'm so happy to help out at any point. Like reach out. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I definitely recommend also for this new incoming uh, cohort uh, that will be remote is to maybe go that even, even extra mile to connect with one another because um, we were very fortunate to have that in-person experience for almost two months and develop those relationships. Um, I know, of course, with the new cohort, those relationships will blossom very quickly as well, but maybe do like, uh, you know, a, a wind down Fridays after, after class or something like that and do another Zoom meeting. Um, you might be tired of it, but it's definitely gonna be worth it, worth it to kind of develop those uh, uh, additional kind of connections. Um, yeah, like Andy was saying, making your uh, workspace very comfortable at home. Um, I, for me, a, a second monitor has been absolutely crucial. So making sure you have something like that set up potentially. Um, and what was I going to say? Oh, also th this whole experience working from home has, and working remotely has been kind of a, a, a master class and kind of concentration and, and, and not procrastinating, you know, um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you, you, you need to be sitting in front of the computer. You need to be working. You need to be planning your time. Um, and only you are accountable for that. You don't have your peers left to the right of you in a physical classroom. You need to make sure you're on a schedule and you're doing your morning routine and you're getting ready and you're logging on. Um, so it's, it's definitely um, uh, a, a lot of new skills learned and, and new muscles flexed being in this remote environment. That's great. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and chatting. Uh, I loved learning more about your experience and kind of getting a little inside scoop. Um, so great. Uh, I'm going to let you go because you're about a minute away from your uh, stand-up time. Um, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so thank much. You so this much. was awesome. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye.